like the greatest now I'm like the greatest now looking like somebody made it now what is going on third degree community I hope everyone is having an amazing day thank you for making me and joining me my good friend Kyle a part of your day Kyle it is so good to be back I was so giddy this morning I was ready to fire off and just be back with my community back with you talking some ball as most of you know I uh, took a little trip across the pond I did and <laughs> I have to say Kyle and for the listeners if you've never been to the UK you've never been to Ireland 10 out of 10 would highly recommend it but before I get into my little London trip Kyle my friend how you doing this afternoon? Or I'm sorry, I guess the this morning. I guess, this morning. I guess by the time, yeah, by, the, by, the, by the time the <laughs> listeners listen to this, it'll probably be within the afternoon. It will. Uh, we're good, man. We're good. Another good week of football. I think uh, we're into. It's crazy that it's almost Thanksgiving, man. Uh, gonna hop on a plane the, my, in a few my days. Favorite, my my favorite part of Thanksgiving is not the food, Kyle, but it's because this is where. We're starting to see the great teams separate from the good teams, but it is. we got a little bit of uh, some parody that's a little bit up in the air, not with the AFC. The AFC, the only parody they have is just in survival mode, but the parody in the NFC is kind of ridiculous. But yes, uh, you get on a plane, I'm yeah. assuming you go back to Houston and... Um, yeah, man. Get with the old rambling crew. Uh, yo, <laughs> yeah, man. I go, uh, got a few things to do here. Then I go home Wednesday night. Short. Normally I stay for a while, but it'll be a short one. Uh, I'll come back Saturday morning. Christmas, I'll be there a little bit longer. But excited to eat some good food. Hang with, uh, always always good to hang with the nephews. Um, <laughs> that's the That's the hardest part for me about living in Tennessee while they're back in Texas is just kind of there and they're in that prime growing up mm -hmm. stage. And so anytime I get to go back and spend some time with them, uh, that's one of the biggest joys of my life. So it'll be fun, man. Well, if you can bring them uh, too many CJ Stroud jerseys, I'm sure that they will remember you quite fondly and quite often, but we'll get into that here in a little bit, but yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into this slate, I just gotta just I just gotta reflect on my London trip just for a bit. So this was my first time going over to for so for just to remind everyone, um I spent three days in London, three days in Edinburgh, Scotland, and three days in Dublin, Ireland. So I came in and spent about a day and a half in London, just kind of just it was an eight hour flight directly from Nashville to London. Uh, we flew into Heathrow, which uh, if you've never flew into Heathrow, uh, it's actually a very kind of easy get in, get out type of um, terminal, especially with all the um, the trains that go in and out of the, the station are incredible, especially just to get around the city. Um. Yeah, and then once we just got to our uh, our little uh, our inn, like our traditional inn, like uh, yeah, it was uh, the 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 pride of Paddington. Shout out the pride of Paddington. Thank you for hosting and just being incredible. So, Kyle, this is one of those inns where the pub is downstairs, two or three floors up. You have your 
uh, guests that stay there. And on the very top floor is the owner of the pub. <laughs> oh, so it just lives up there? Just lives up there. That That is their <laughs> place of business. And that is also their place of residence as well. And then you have okay. this random strangers that stay two or three floors in between you and your bar. I guess that right. I guess at least you have some separation from your bar. I guess that's uh I guess that's a little bit of a good goal. But it was an incredible time. I I really loved it and really enjoyed it. There's nothing like literally uh walking downstairs and just uh grabbing a beer and just watching the the world the world rugby cup which was going on over there, which you can only imagine Bro, every pub that we went to, like, I'm, like, picking a side. I'm, like, just kind of, like, interacting <laughs> with locals. I'm just, like, all right, w- what's going on? Like, I learned a lot about rugby that time. It was yeah, a, it was a great time. But uh, so then uh, then we spent three days in, um, in Scotland. And, Kyle, I got to tell you, man, just it's about 61 degrees this morning, you know, kind of, like, you know, misty, cloudy, kind of that gloomy, depressing weather. Well, bro, it was like that over there. And little, little small mist, but you have a little bit of the fog coming through and the early morning bagpipes to just serenade yeah. you and really, you know, just a nice stiff coffee and really just looking out into the beautiful country or like beautiful green grass. And obviously the castles that Scotland has like, bro, it was not to, oh my God, dude, the architecture and just pretty much just, oh my God. That would be one of the I coolest would, parts to me. I would move to Scotland tomorrow and not like, not I feel bat like I would, not bat <laughs> not. I wouldn't miss a beat. Like I got, I got along with so many people over there and it was so incredible. Kyle, oddly enough, uh, a restaurant that uh, Brittany and I were eating in, they were playing country music. Like we Love heard that. Luke Combs. We heard, Morgan Wallen. We yeah. heard uh Cole Swindle like in this nice Scot Scottish restaurant. And it's yeah. uh like I tried so many different things and I I drank so much, man. Like, oh my god, I drink <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you could see his face right now when he said that. <laughs> well, normally but any You walk normally lot, right? any Yes, yeah, so we walked about six or seven miles a day, but here's the thing, man. So anytime someone had ever told me like, hey, I'm going to take an X amount of time off of alcohol just to give my system a break, I always thought those people were kind of crazy because alcohol to me does more than just, you know, get you pretty drunk. Like to me, it kind of just, you know, takes the edge off. It kind of like puts you in a better mood where if you're in like a social setting or, you know, if you're... um you know, if you're at dinner and you just want a glass of wine just to really just appreciate like the meal that you or whomever has like prepared for you. Like it's like there's like different like versions of like drinking alcohol. I mean, yes, the it all leads to, you know, eventually becoming intoxicated. But, you know, you don't have to get that way. You can like just have one drink and just be fine. But um, so once I got through with my entire trip, Brittany and I just kind of looked at each other and I, and even I said, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a good solid month off of drinking. Now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for me to say something like that, you can only imagine how much scotch, gin, Guinness, wine. I drank so much, Kyle. So, so <laughs> much over there. Like, cause, and here's what's crazy too, cause I'm pretty, I'm pretty conscious about this. So obviously when 
if I'm going to be drinking a lot, like eventually I'm going to just be like, all right, may I have a water whenever you have a moment or like just like eventually hydrate to kind of balance things out. I, I think the only time I had a water with alcohol was in London when we very first got to Paddington with the very first meal. And at that point, I didn't drink any water since. Like it was straight alcohol. The whole, every meal, every, it was either water. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not water. It was either alcohol or coffee. Like those were my only liquids while I was over there. <laughs> so you can survive for a lengthy period of time without drinking water, is what you're saying. <laughs> maybe, yes, but I maybe would, we shouldn't try that, but I would not recommend <laughs> it, man. I drank so, and even when I got back over here, like I drank so much water just to like balance it out. I mean, like my face when I got out, when I got back, just kind of like looked defeated. But then again, this is also like just like the time switch, and you know, right? Yeah. So like, I mean, you could just see it on my face. Like I just like looked, just yeah. Like defeated would be a nicer way to say it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh. you, like that, you could classify that I went on a bender. Like I, I it feel sounds like, bender, like you did. It's a, but you pay but you paid good money for that bender. But it wasn't just drinking excessively. It was taking in every bit of the culture, walking around, visiting um, you know, castles, museums, churches, uh um what else? Um oh we, we went to uh we visited Trinity College when we were in um, Dublin. That was beautiful as well. Uh just everything was so spectacular so ladies and gentlemen personally if i had to rate like the cities that i went to uh it would be edinburgh one dublin two and london three just because just because kyle and we were told this but we didn't really like think too much of it london is so big like yeah it is that's what i've heard massive now what's crazy is that when we were in dublin Brittany was saying like, okay, I kind of feel like I'm in Boston, like a little bit of like how like everything's like shaped a little bit of like the shopping areas, like some of the people and like the alcohol and like a little bit of how it's easy to like get around because like, this kind of feels like Boston. But then we like really spent like the rest of our uh, trip in London, like to finish off. She was like, okay, this feels like New York, like massive, tons of shopping, tons of people, tons of public transportation crazy traffic like mm -hmm. you have people getting off work and like drinking in the street on a random tuesday night like it just it's like with their beer just sitting there just you know having a pint and just you know a nice casual conversation just like the culture the food the fashion bro i i bro the fashion I, 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 Bro, I treated myself <laughs> over there. I got me, I got me a skull cap. I got me some nice shirts. I got me a nice winter jacket. Like, a, Heck yeah! Like, treat <laughs> yourself, and boy, did I! And Kyle, crazy enough, only went about two hundred dollars over budget. It's not bad. Not bad at all. what I anticipated on spending. I spent. And then spend about another two hundred dollars. That two hundred dollars was realistically either the nice jacket or one of the meals that we had. But again, both worth we'll it. Only pay for overpay for two things: education and experience. And yep, bro, it was absolutely incredible. Next time we see each other, I'll actually have like actual like pictures to like show you of like how yeah. incredible it was. But it sounds like speaking, a movie. All the movies it, I've seen. <laughs> 
I would I would move to Scotland tomorrow. That, that that's all I would say. Like and and it's uh, well before I get into it, this is how I knew I drank too much. So the very first night that we're in Scotland, you know, we're going from pub to pub, and we run into this Australian couple, beautiful couple, very nice, very you know, very low, just kind of like down to earth, and we're just kind of just you know casually conversing, and um and we're about six gin and tonics in. Now, keep in mind, this is to end the night, and I, we had been drinking way beforehand, and we're already, I don't know, Kyle, like, even the alcohol over there, like, tastes better, and just, yeah. like, <laughs> obviously, you can drink it pretty frequently, <laughs> right, and, and so, and then um, the gentleman, uh, Henry, and I were just kind of just, like, you know, going back and forth, he's actually uh, subscribed to this podcast, and I, hey, Henry. It was Heck a pleasure yeah. meeting you and your woman, man. Like it was such a pleasure. So Henry you got and him I, on he, board. Let's go. We did. Like we, we really <laughs> did. He he was he's really big into the, the American football, and uh, he was also talked. We were kind of like talked a little bit about the UFC a little bit, um, and we were just kind of just uh, swapping scotches back and forth. Like, hey, like try this one. Like try this one. So I'll try this one. Try this one. And so that was the first night in Edinburgh, <laughs> and. Yeah, that was a, a lot of drinking, and uh, <laughs> Dublin was just absolutely incredible because we stayed in this area called Temple Bar. So, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, just to put it into perspective, and Kyle, you'll definitely appreciate this. So, Temple Bar in Dublin is Broadway in Nashville. There's tons of places where you can walk around. Food and drink culture is at an all-time high. Tons of people walking around. They already had a little bit of like Christmas lights already kind of like put up. So they were already kind of like feeling a little festive and feeling a little trendy and cool. Dublin kind of felt, you know, even like Randy was saying, like, it felt like Massachusetts, but even like the area that we were staying, it was like, okay, like this is basically Nashville. Like we're very comfortable right here. Tons mm-hmm. to do. I will say our very last night, very last night for our trip before we obviously have to get up very early to go to our airport um we did get mcdonald's just to say you have to just to say we got it once across the pond in right right i will say american fast food is better than (laughs) than british fast food although british do they have any interesting like because a lot of them that are in different countries, a lot of McDonald's they have different um, stuff on the menu than we have here. What uh, was, what was, was the say, yes. okay? Yeah, what was it? They had the chicken selects that were there. Uh, they had a whole vegetarian option, like a whole vegetarian. Oh, that's unnecessary. Tablet. Yeah, that's unnecessary. But it's there. Like, it's, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if it's necessary. Or not. It, the fact that it's there, it's like okay. Like there was even some like uh, other different like items that they had that were different, and uh, Brittany was even like pointing that out as well. And but uh, like we t- and they, like the what was weird is that uh, the drinks they gave you there wasn't any ice. <laughs> oh no! So if you don't if you just don't like ice, that that's your thing. But it's just like the hell, like okay, yeah, need need ice. <laughs> Not a and big then, no ice guy. Me neither. <laughs> it's like okay that. All right, so we ate that just to say that we ate it, and um, eh. Eh. so if, so if Americans can do one thing better than the, the better than the UK, 
It is the fast food industry. We have we have them cornered in that industry. Love that. I had a ba- I had a bad McDonald's breakfast breakfast experience the other day though. Oh, I didn't say it McDonald's. was all great. Like I didn't say the American system was <laughs> was still great. I no, I know. I just had to better. put that out there. I'm still mad about it. Okay, I'm just saying, but it is better <laughs> than than what the UK provides. But the UK provides so much more as well. I, again, I would move to Scotland tomorrow. Um, anyway. Kyle, football, baby, foot, football, American, (laughs) dude, cray. Oh my, there's so much craziness happening right now. There's a lot of craziness happening right now, especially even starting with last night and Sunday night football, which normally we try not to uh, make any of the, well, I mean, the primetime games you want to talk about but i mean in a way you want to just kind of just if there's anything more interesting developing or if there's anything that's just kind of happening that just seems a little bit better because some of these primetime games have been kind of mid anyway um but anytime you have a good primetime game obviously we're all watching sunday night football one of the biggest television spots in america a product like that when you have a deliver hey kyle i know that the score didn't really say a lot even if you just look at a box score and you're just like 21 to 20, I bet that was a very boring game. No, sir. Not at all. That game. Okay. So Kyle, obviously I'm on my little, uh, non-drinking. I'm only going to be uh, quote unquote Cali sober for this, this time be- beer. So, but Hey, watching this game. Hey, Clear eyes. Want to see this? Want want to want to see how this develops? No gambling. No. I mean, there's a little fantasy implication, but not too much. But this was all like, all right. Is what I've been saying as far as offensive coaches and good quarterback play and efficient quarterback play? Can this sort of really be shown to the public within a prime time spot? Right. So again, even though the score doesn't reflect it, if you go look at the bot, if you just go look at Josh Dobbs and Russell Wilson's set or or Russell Wilson stats, you will see efficiency. Even if you're watching the game, you see about six to twelve yard completions that don't look hectic. Everything looks a little bit in front of them. Everything looks controlled. There's no craziness. Obviously, the the pressure is going to come. You know, professional pass rushers. Totally makes sense. But for the entire duration of the game, both sides, even for the the very last game-winning drive, both quarterbacks looked good. Head coaches, who are also the play callers, were just in sync to make everything look as, again, comfortable and just as easy as possible. Now, I had to – I normally watch games on mute, but I had to go back and, like, watch and see what they were talking about with the little um like the QB head coach like communication like yeah, how yeah, long yeah. that actually has to take and then eventually once it's 15 seconds all the coaches it here cuts off yeah no wonder the coaches age as fast as they do if they have to listen to that constantly for 60 <laughs> minutes like, or for three hours every Sunday like just yeah I Lord, found that like, interesting I did not know that yeah, so um, obviously they have the communications in the head in the helmet with well, 
<laughs> oddly enough, a professional in high school does it, college does it, which is probably why I want to have Greg on and talk about this uh, Michigan deal. Uh, Greg, I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole thing. Pick up your damn phone, Greg. I know. Uh, don't leave me on red, mother. Damn it, Greg. Uh, <laughs> damn it, Greg. <laughs> and Greg, man. <laughs> Any, anyway, we don't need to get on Greg right now. Um, yeah, shit. What was I saying? Again, Fuck. fucking Greg, dude. <laughs> already like messing up the pot already. The the uh, the earpiece. Yes, the earpiece. Yes, already. Yes. So college doesn't have the the headset in. So um, professionals and cop in high school do. So in the professionals, it was cool to actually like see like the little inside look of like what it's like between that communication between play caller or head coach and whomever or whomever and the quarterback actually like getting in the plays and how it again 15 sec once it's 15 seconds it like cuts off and that's when a little bit of like the chaos starts scrambling especially with someone like josh dobbs who's making different reads or making different adjustments like right on the fly and then like right as that clock shit would just come down like the ball is instantly just kind of snapped off and kyle i was thinking about this during the game and it really just kind of just put it in a, put me in a different perspective not just with josh dobbs but just any walk of life if you can just be adaptable, whether you are in football, sales, music, construction, farming, whatever, whatever your profession is, if you can just be adaptable to your environment and just, just, you know, head down, eyes up, work hard, stay who you are and just everything just you know, becomes just easy for you eventually, maybe not right away, but eventually like that just gives you just such an advantage amongst others and just such a really just unique spot in life that it really just helps you really just maintain not only just relationships, but it also just gives everyone an actual like, you know, front row seat of like your abilities of whatever you're doing. Yeah. And Josh Jobs is showing that like he is showing that could, he, I mean, could he be a starter? depends on who you ask the majority of people will say that he's a backup but kyle make no mistake he he belongs in the league oh yeah dude. Like he he think about this man he was on the browns roster in august yeah until they traded him to arizona which then they eventually traded him to now minnesota you have John, Jonathan Gannon, the head coach for Minnesota or um, for the Arizona Cardinals, who didn't want to trade him, who I think kind of even told him that they weren't going to trade him, but then the front office made a different move. But that just speaks to Arizona, but whatever. And obviously, Stefanski and them just thought they could get some value, and they traded him. Yeah, you would think that the Browns would give their like Stefanski would give his left leg or his right leg to have. Joshua Dobbs back on his roster right now. Uh, I would think so. And like the fact that he can literally, I mean, because you even still see it and still hear it with that communication with Kevin O'Connell. Like he's still learning the playbook. He's still learning the adjustments. He's still learning. Like <laughs> I think uh, Chris Collins would even joke like, "Oh, he's still learning teammates' names." Like if it's like it's Chris it's joking, but that, that but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that's 100 true as well. And he can just come in, look comfortable. Yeah, a few times he's staring down the barrel of a pass rush, but guess what? It's the NFL. He's getting the, he's getting <laughs> the ball out. He's yeah. making plays. 
he doesn't look overwhelmed. It's cool to yep. see his parents and they're supporting him. It's it's hard not to root for Josh Dobbs. It really like, he it, he is just such a great story, even in the loss. But I can you know Kyle, we say this: not every loss is the same, right? Technically, the Vikings covered another primetime under hit. Not really too much of a polarizing stance from a gambling perspective, uh, but I'm just happy for Josh Dobbs, even though that he lost the game. Like the fact that he can just come in, make up because that was an exciting game. It really was. Like I mean, even Brittany was just like, "You gonna watch the rest of this game?" Because she just looks at the score. She's like, "All right, you want to watch?" I'm like, yeah. Like, hell yeah, I am. Like, and I'm glad yeah. I did. Because, you know, you yeah. have, obviously, Russell Wilson. Now we'll shift to over to the Broncos. Hey, man. Four-game winning streak. Yeah, they're finally figuring it out. Five and five. Pretty much a little bit in the thick of the AFC playoff race, which, you, Kyle, you have a lot of people that are five and five. Yeah. Uh, like six and four, four and six, but are kind of, you know, Right there, hey, I mean, <laughs> you're saying they're starting to finally figure it out. I think they're really starting to kind of show that Sean Payton, which we've kind of really alluded to, that he would fix Russell Wilson. Everyone kind of felt like he would kind of fix Russell. Now, it didn't start off great because their defense was playing so terrible. But right. as that uh, graph showed last night, that their defense for the last uh, – for the duration of this – um this winning streak, including last night, turnovers. Like, they're give, they're get, taking the ball away. And, hey, like, it's it, it may not be uh, pretty, but, the, hey, they're right back here at 5-5. Five and five. They're literally right at 500. You got seven games left to go. It just, hey, a lot of weird shit can happen within these last, like, seven, eight weeks of the NFL. And it's – Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, again, like, this is – you know, someone asked me uh, at a Halloween party, uh, <laughs> like, who I thought was going to win the Super Bowl. And I said, oh, that's easy. Like, whoever's healthy and whoever's playing well. And they go, well, no shit, Captain Obvious. I was like, <laughs> yeah, well. That's a Dylan Meadows answer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it seem like I'm. Now, to be fair, this person had already. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as most of you, the listeners know, one of my biggest pet peeves is misplaced confidence. And in sports, that happens <laughs> Same. a lot. <laughs> this person was a Bills fan. Oh, no. I like this person. <laughs> we got along well. We shared a cocktail. That's, that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Dude, it was a... Uh... To me, the game last night was just so refreshing, bro. As like a, to see as a Russell Wilson as peak well, Seattle for a lot of, Russell for Wilson a lot of, for a lot of things. Like just as a football fan, I haven't really been into the Sunday nights game or the Sunday night games as much lately because they're not that they, they just haven't been that that you interesting. Don't like Jet or no, Dylan, I don't ever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I don't. Why uh, <laughs> but it was refreshing because and my buddy my other buddy dylan had texted me um how's he spell it d d y l a n he was just here visiting me for the weekend except um 
Yeah, it's very acceptable. He doesn't do the D-I-L-O-L-O-O-L-L-S. For those listeners that spell it that way, we appreciate you listening, but you're wrong. I'm sorry, your parents are wrong. <laughs> your parents are wrong. Uh, Continue. He texted me and he was like, does Dobbs do it? And I was like, I'm genuinely 50-50 on it because I, I believe, I mean, it may be the small uh, conspiracy theorist that's that's in me, but I believe storylines are a massive deal when it comes to the outcome of of games. And I, and I really couldn't, I was 50-50, man, because both stories um, coming out of that game last night were, were great. You have Dobbs, who's on a roll, who's made his way through a few teams, and he's winning games. And then you got the Broncos, who just have been struggling, and now they've finally got it to where they're finding a little bit of a rhythm. Sean Payton is getting, like, rallying the troops. Uh, it was I – was, I was really having a tough time with, like, man – Sean Payton can't even turn this thing around. Like, what is, what is going on? Because I love Sean Payton, but now we're we're starting to really see again. Like you've been saying, coaching matters. And dude, I don't know. It was just refreshing to see two great storylines on the field. And even with Dobbs losing, bro, I mean that man's scrambling ability they is still absolutely have a unreal. Good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. I saw that yeah. stat to where if, if if they won, they would have, and I even wrote this down, if they won, they would have an 80% chance to, to make the playoffs. If they lost, they have a 64% chance to make the playoffs. Still so they could 50. still be a wild card team. <laughs> and this is without Justin Jefferson. What yeah. if he comes back and makes an immediate impact? I would, I would think, I mean, and they were kind of alluding to it on the broadcast. I would think they that he were. would come back this week. I kind of agree with them. If they would have won, that he probably could have set out another week. But if they're really trying to make a push, which I think, well, which I think they can do with him in the lineup. Well, Kyle, that was still a very winnable game. You take away those yeah. three. I mean, they only lost by one, and they had then they were minus three in the turnover margin. Like they turned the ball yeah, over three times and only lost by one. Like their defense. Their Very defense was game. not making it. Uh, yeah, well, their defense was not making it easy for Russell Wilson. But the fact that, as I was saying, like you see, like kind of like nostalgic Russell Wilson from Seattle, you know, making the game-winning drive to throw it to a massive receiver at the back of the end zone. That was like, awesome, dude. That was, was awesome. That it was, was awesome. cool to see. It was great to see. It's uh, again both. This is why coaching matters, and this is why the league is kind of trending the way that it is. Even the box score doesn't really necessarily show. If you did not watch this game and you just literally just looked at a box score, looked at stats, and you'll just kind of just be like, all right, well, this was a very conservative game. Well, you can think that to an extent. And to an, and again, to a, to a certain extent, it was that way. But the fact that it was a controlled chaos, like, again, like simple 6 to 12-yard completions where everything's in front, where – Jerry Judy dropping that touchdown pass. That was, ooh, that. He dropped yeah. it twice, technically, Kyle. Twice he dropped it. He dropped it twice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you another uh, bit of, uh, speaking of drop touchdown passes, we're going to shift over to uh, our good our good favorite, non-favorite team out west. <laughs> 
I have money on this game. Okay. Maybe a mistake. So here's what's <laughs> funny about this game, Kyle. I told you I wasn't really wanting to talk about this game until you sent me that link um, of a reporter asking Brandon Staley, are you going to continue to call plays? And then he instantly gets dude, snippy with it. So, yeah. Now, I think my response to you was, if I was a reporter, every question would I would follow up with would be, are you every still calling the defense? Every question would be. Now, here, here's the thing, though. I say that because I've never seen a team with so many blown coverages towards the end of a game than the Chargers. Like, it seems like they've been playing the same game for the last, like, two years. And it's just a different result or different, you know, different scoreboard. So it's the same result. It's the same result. It's what I told you yesterday. I've never seen a team lose in the last minute by three points this consistently. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. You had not one, but potentially two drop touchdown passes from um, the Chargers. That last one. Well, to Quentin Johnson, yeah. I'm not really surprised because from the reports I was reading, that you know he's he's not even the same player as he was in training camp. Like you know the playbook's overwhelming, and that sometimes he just looks a little off, and that he's not running the right routes. You know, in training camp, it was like, oh, this kid's like going to try to push Mike Williams for the number two receiver spot, and then Mike Williams gets hurt, and then it's time to step up, and he has yet to do so. And then a pass to Keenan Allen that he catches. A hundred out of a hundred. This just happened to just be the one, you know, random bad voodoo instances where he just happens to just hit it in his chest and it just bounces right off. So that's, and then obviously they lose by three to. You know what's funny, Kyle? And I just thought about this. <laughs> what is it? No, I, I'm serious. Because I watch both games pretty closely, and we'll talk about one of the games like down the line, but not too much. Not too much. I'll just say this just about the quarterbacks. You watch. Jordan Love with Matt LaFleur, he's gotten better. Not Still not probably their starter for next year, but viable. Not terrible. Like, just they know that probably internally that he's not their guy. They pro- yeah. They've probably acknowledged it. They won't acknowledge it publicly. They've probably internally acknowledged it. They've alluded to it a little bit. <laughs> eh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but... He doesn't look terrible. To whereas you look at Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett, and I looked at a stat to where Kyle it showed that they are fifty three percent likely to go three and out on it, on every drive. You're you're more on a, on a coin flip of whether you go three and out or not on a simple drive. It's more likely that you will go three and out on every drive. That is an insane. Stat. We will, right. We'll get into that later. But sticking with the Packers and the Chargers, like the fact that Jordan Love was actually like, or actually able to like make plays and like actually like have guys to actually like be schemed open. Does Aaron? Does Aaron Jones just is he just is he just fragile now? Like what, what's Jones going on sucks. with this? Oh, okay. That's the nicer <laughs> way. I see. Can we just call it what it is? We'll call a spade a spade. Like, yeah. Does he just suck now? Like just like what he is sucks. going on? Here? Anyway, but uh, you have Jordan Love that just looks somewhat viable, and then again, like you towards the end of this or the end of the game, you have another blown coverage, and then obviously Quentin Johnson drops that pass. 
it's hard to it's hard to watch the Chargers, man. God, it is so hard, and it's hard betting on these motherfuckers too. Like it's just yeah, you should just stop doing that. <laughs> <It's>, you think, <laughs> dude? It's I don't know, man. It's this, uh, this segment's brought to you by BetterHelp. <laughs> you need uh, a therapist you, on the yeah. go. Kyle Winsky is on one go. of these therapists. No, I'm not. <laughs> I need a therapist <laughs> myself. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I need to stop need betting with the Chargers because I'm, I, and not to mention that Joey Bosa got hurt and it looked bad and just oh like yeah, the, and, it, that ankle's that's that ankle's gone. Yeah, it is, and um, it's. I just don't get it. And it, it always just reflects. And I, I say it to myself all the time when it comes to the It just reflects back to the coach. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. It. Like, yeah. or you're allowing well, it to happen. Like it just, it's in just this the situation, same fucking shit. Yeah. Every time. The, every in time. This, in this situation where they're, they're consistently losing in the last few minutes of games by a field goal, give or take, most weeks, uh, it comes down to the coaching, bro. It comes down to the coaching. They have the players. Clearly, they have the players. And what what really pisses me off about watching that interview post game is the second they asked that question, it was immediate wall. His wall came up. He got defensive as shit. And and when that happens, bro, from what I've experienced in life and what, what I've even done to, you know, I, I deflect sometimes and I get defensive when I know that There's I've no- done something. He knows it, yeah. bro. He knows it. He knows it. He knows it. And and if he doesn't, I, I don't even, I think it's too far gone, man. I, I think that Kellen Moore has a has a chance of taking this man's job. And I think it's, it would be the right thing. Uh, it's to his do. time now. Yeah. Like now he doesn't like the rest of the way, give Kellen Moore an audition, pretty much a little bit of just, you got too much talent on this team, dude, for, uh, for this to be happening. And it's like, he's just, you can call it denial, I guess. Um, I think he's just a little too prideful. He, he taught, he answers these questions, prideful as shit. And it's, that will ruin you, dude. Like, listen to this stat, Kyle. There, this is the last twelve games for the Los Angeles Chargers. They have seven losses by three or fewer points. Told you, one loss by four or more points. Three wins against backup quarterbacks. One win against a starting quarterback, and in that span, they are four and eight. Yeah, that includes their playoff debacle to Trevor Lawrence. Like it, I could make a case. I, I am that, so sick of this team. I could make I a case just, that they're the best team to bet on. You just bet that bet they're going to lose. You, just yeah. bet. Against, just bet against. You're bet, right. Like just, even if you got to tease it, even if you got to tease it, the the magic number is three or three and a half. Like it's. Or two and a half. It, yeah, two and a half. It, it's like, dude, it's the, I don't know, man. I'm just sick of seeing it. I don't even watch their games, man. I really don't. Uh, there's no yeah, point. Yeah, good. Good. It's because it's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's the same damn game for 
the what seems like the last two years. Like it's the same game. What do you do same... as a GM with someone like this, bro? Well, here's the thing. I like Tom Telesco, but if Tom Telesco gets rid of Brandon Staley, this will be like his what third or fourth coach with someone. Like it's and Tom Telesco is good at picking players. That's the that's another like like I mean he he drafted obviously Justin Herbert. It kind of fell into him, but still drafted Derwin James, drafted Joey Bosa, draft or made the deal for to get Khalil Mack in, drafted Kenneth Murray, um, drafted Mike Williams, drafted Keenan Allen, like he uh, uh, found and developed and signed and extended Austin Eckler, like just like I mean he, like Tom Telesco is a pretty good GM, and yeah, look at Kyle, the roster. But Kyle, I think <laughs> bigger picture when you think of the Chargers, and this is just what I do. I just think back to like this has always just been kind of like a underperforming franchise for pretty much the like the totality of my life. Like you even go back to like the LT days, like the LT, like at first Drew Brees and obviously Philip Rivers, and there'd be some years where he'd make some noise and just be right there in the conversation with Brady and Manning, but it would always end up being those two over him. To, right. to now where you have all right, you have Justin Herbert, like, and you've even at this point extended him like would it's hard to watch the chargers and think you know what it's it's justin herbert it's it's now there are times where he doesn't come in the clutch but with the chargers i'm telling you man it's the same damn game for the last two years like either a blown coverage in the fourth quarter you lose by a field goal or less quarterback puts up pretty good numbers but here's another little stat that i saw in Justin Herbert's duration as a Charger, he has put up, or the him and the Chargers offense have put up 1,502 points. That same time, do you know how many points they've also their defense has given up? Around the same. 1,502 points. The exact same. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's crazy. The, just the, the, that it's the exact same. That's crazy. The exact same. And, and yeah, that really I mean, just kind of just speaks to just. Bro, yeah, there's a that, reason that in every profession, there's a team of people and each one of them has a job. Okay. <laughs> like Brandon Staley. Can, while this may have worked before, like there is, there are reasons that there are defensive coordinators. There are reasons that there are offensive coordinators and head coaches. Some of them can handle multiple responsibilities. He has proven that he can't. Well, even the defense that he was orchestrating, it was the defense under Sean McVay, who had at the time Aaron Donald in his prime, and at the time Jalen Ramsey in their prime. (laughs) It's pretty easy to scheme around those two guys. Yeah, they make it. Yeah, they make it easy. And he was only realistically a defensive coordinator. He was, a, he was a defensive coordinator in, or under Fangio in, because uh, I remember reading under Fangio in uh, Denver. Then he came to Sean McVay for one year. Apparently, Sean McVay didn't have any any problem with him leaving. That's another, you know, sign <laughs> as well. Like, and then you know, yeah. here we are now. I'm sick of talking about the Chargers. Let's move on to the next topic. Um, Please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not much better, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to break it to you. It's uh, the Jets and the Bills. 
Now, I feel like one of the biggest storylines from this game, Kyle, uh, besides Zach Wilson, is going to be, are the Bills back? And No. My, no. I, 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 no. They beat. <laughs> I'm glad the, we're in agreement on this. We are. They're not. They're, they beat the they lifeless Jets. Like, Kyle, we're at the point to where Trevor Simeon off the practice squad needs to be elevated and started. Yeah. Like, especially, well, now, especially they have a game this Friday. Like, on Black Friday, they have a, they have a primetime slot game. Just the Dolphins. Another fucking primetime slot game for the Jets. I, well, yeah, I don't know why they didn't. Why, like, why can't normally, they start flexing these games that's now? That's what I'm saying. Like, like if, now. if they, they made this whole entire schedule based on Aaron Rodgers, giving him all this TV time, amazing story. And now it's like they, they should have been Huge flexed out of so many games. If they weren't in primetime slots like Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night prime, where it's literally going to be the biggest TV slot and it's going to draw the most ratings. Like if yeah. it wasn't just in prime, literally prime time, no one would watch these games. Dude, these Friday, it's the only game. games. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, dude, it's it's getting a little bit ridiculous. And uh, now I didn't watch too much of this game because I really didn't Same. care much. But then I saw the viral video of Zach Wilson falling down. Like they just. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I want to laugh, but at this point, it's just like, man, like, this kid is broken. Like, yeah, this, I mean, this, this doesn't do, this doesn't help. Like, and the fact that you're just getting your ass kicked right now and you just, I, I feel bad for, um, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala because, yeah, they literally banked everything on Aaron Rodgers and, Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what anyone else says. There is no way in hell that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Not at this not, point after er, last night. No, not early December, not mid December. And yes, no. exactly. The fact that they're going to continue to lose games. Why the hell would he want to come back? No, no, no. I, I, he, w- I really believe that he would do it if they were in the race. But at, after, especially after the last few weeks, and then last night put the stamp on it. He's not coming back this season. It wouldn't be smart. You got an offensive line that, I mean, he would get. The chances of him getting hurt in a big way again are are over 50% behind I'm so glad you brought up the offensive line. I saw a damn report that they were talking about bringing in Devontae Adams over the offseason. Like, let's pump the brakes there. Let's focus on on some (laughs) other priorities, like maybe an offensive line before we start bringing in more of Aaron's people. Yeah, I I don't know, man. It's, you know, you remember uh, what week was that week two or three where it was like, okay, Zach Wilson, like he had that. Who was that against? Where everyone kind of got on his on his side. I believe it was the Broncos, wasn't it? Wasn't that during that? I think it was during that stretch where they were uh, playing terrible defense to where even they're making a lot of quarterbacks looking like really competent. Let me let me look at that real quick. I don't. While you looked that up, I was because they beat the Bills uh, week one, and that was pretty impressive to start off. And what was it? No, maybe it was that, bro. Maybe it was the second half of that game where we were all Uh, like, "Oh man, that that was it." Because then they get smoked by the Cowboys the next week. Then they get beat by the Patriots and so on. Yeah. So then, yeah. Yeah. So they. uh, 
Well, okay, yeah, no, that's he, right. Because Zach Wilson uh, stepped in and actually played like pretty decent. Yeah, so it was right. literally the very first game. Well, okay, that and makes And for sense. a few weeks, for a few weeks of the season, I was kind of like, well, and we even we talked about it on here. It's like, okay, well, he's not turning the ball over. They're not really scoring. His numbers aren't abysmal. Taking care of the football, maybe he can. Maybe he's got enough in the tank to get it done, but like, no, dude, he sucks at football. He's awful. Um, <laughs> he sucks. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I do not. As, mu- as much as uh, the fans, at least a lot of the fan base, would like to see him come back, I, I think it would well, be that's incredibly the only reason dumb. He's doing that. Yeah. It is literally the only oh, reason that he is, is like standing ass. around yeah. and he is just hanging out, throwing the ball. Look, I mean, he looks like a coach at this point with the hat, the headset on. Like, yeah. bro, you already look like a coach. You might as well at least just start like just like taking on that role. Like, yeah, no, like he is he is literally doing that for a sense of hope. But just yeah. like the other side of hope, it can be paralyzing. Like, hope works in two different ways. Yeah. People don't want to acknowledge the other side of hope. Yeah. You know, oh, okay, so let's flip. That's why you have me, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we have Dylan Meadows. Let's flip to the other side of the field on that game, okay? I have never seen, not everyone in the media, but the media, let's just say the media as a whole. I have never seen the media be so, um, like, wishy-washy about a team other than the Buffalo Bills. When they are playing bad, they get torn apart by the media. When they have a good game, it's like none of that ever happened, and they praise them and say that they're back on top, and Josh Allen is a top five QB. Can can we we got to come back to earth? Like you beat a Jets team that is disintegrating before America's eyes. Of course, you were going to beat the shit out of them, like. And and just from what I was watching, like I watch a lot of like the Colin Cowherd and all all the little podcasts that go on throughout Sundays recapping stuff. Nothing but great talk about the Bills again, and and it's just like I I don't. Uh, it didn't help that Josh Allen threw another pick, dude. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. Continue, man. continue. Well, no, I don't got nothing else to say. They're they're not back. They're in the same place they were. They are. And and that's where I stand on it. It's just a well, Kyle, it's just another it's well, I guess it's just one week of calling off the dogs. Like yeah. it's all right, all right, you won big. Josh Allen looked good. You know, um it's another week where Stefan Diggs isn't bitching and moaning. But I mean, th- to me, Buffalo has become more of a just a when, not if. Is it going to be going from low-key shambles to major shambles? Because right. right now they're kind of already in low-key shambles. I mean, as I was explaining to the Buffalo Bill fan, <laughs> they had fired Leslie Frazier, not – parted ways like Sean McDermott let him go and because he already knew there was immense pressure coming into this season 
or go or you know with how the season ended last year, and then coming into this season, especially with the off season chatter of Stefan Diggs and every bit of that just kind of happening where him and Josh Allen were maybe not on the same, you know, bromance as they once were. Then you start off, you know, 0-1 against the Jets. It's like, all right, well, that chatter doesn't really, you know, go away. And then you go through this stretch where Josh Allen doesn't look good and he's turning over the ball. And obviously they fire their offensive coordinator, which is another telltale sign that it's like, oh, yeah, this – this operation's going very yeah. smoothly. And then they win a game against the Jets and everyone's praising them again. And <laughs> like specifically Joe Brady. And as an LSU fan, I can tell you there's that that man has a lot of money to send to Joe Burrow and a few other individuals for the position that he is in, but we don't need to go yeah, I, too I deep into that. But, I've um, been tired of the Josh Allen top five QB talk. I don't I don't agree with it. Um, I dude, he's such a poor decision maker. Like, well, it's just the traits that he has is what I guess everyone's alluding to. But yes, the decision making—that's just coaching. And again, it all goes back to coaching. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. And Sean McDermott, allowing defensive coach, yes, allowing it to happen. Still have yet to found a consistent run game. Took him a while to fix an offensive line. Even the defense isn't really as shut down as one would really believe. Like, Buffalo's problems were kind of hidden because of Josh Allen. But when Josh Allen doesn't play well, a lot of those problems start to become pretty noticeable. And now we even have your boy uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs even saying, like, hey, get my bro out of here. So many people and, got on his ass. And Josh for that. Allen wasn't good <laughs> until my bro got there, which statistically he's he's right. Like, which kind of helped Josh Allen become in that conversation of top five quarterback. And there's about, major like, problems between those two. Right now, I'm still in the low key shambles because again, they fired their offensive coordinator. They already had the, you know the the burning of the bridge with Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott feels the pressure of how he needs to produce. And think about it, Kyle. I mean, their last, like what, three seasons, they've averaged about what, 11, 12 wins, give or take since Stephon right, Diggs has been there. Well, do you currently see them right now going on about, or do you currently see them going on a seven game win streak to finish no. the season? I don't even got to look at their schedule. No. Well, then that means this will be the worst season of the Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs era. But we will, again, these last few weeks, we will we will definitely keep an eye up on the Bills. Yeah. Another team yep. we've been keeping an eye on all season. And I have bet on this team pretty often, and they have come through more times than not. I actually bet against this team for the first time this season. That cashes in. We're going to talk about not our parents' lions, maybe our grandparents' lions, but we're going to talk about our beloved Detroit <laughs> Lions. Hashtag protect the den. Kyle, they are eight and two. If that is the Detroit Lions of five years ago, 
they lose that game 10 times out of 10. Yep. With the turnovers, the bad play, the, even with the, the erroneous like quarterback play. Well, he, he started off terrible, but in the fourth quarter, he really took off. Yeah, won the game for him. He did. And th- these are not our parents' lions. This is their best start since 1962. Dude, it's it's crazy. Dan Campbell is the coach of the year. Because oh, hands of down. That yeah. stat right there. That hands stat down. right there. Eight you, and two. Yeah, dude. You remember week one? Lions? When I was like, bro, I can't believe they're opening the season against the Chiefs. There's too much love. They got to prove this to me first. That's exactly what they've done, dude. <laughs> like, zero reason to doubt. We picked them to win the division. There's no question they will run away with that oh, division. Yeah. Like, this, like, how oh, this team could flirt with 13 or 14 wins. Think about it. They this could team could win a Super the, Bowl, bro. They could have at least the two, or at worst, the three. This is at worst the three seed in the NFC. At worst. Right. Maybe even uh, yeah. at worst the two seed. I really believe they could win. I'm not saying they will win a Super Bowl, but they could. They could. They, they could. Got a, they got a lot of good players in premium positions today's yeah. NFL. They got a good receiver. They got a good edge rusher. Aiden Hutchinson looks like a baby Bosa. Uh, honestly, a good pass protection. What's that? <laughs> that fool punted that ball right out of the right out of the end zone at the end of that game. People don't talk about it. That was a pretty good punt, too. It was a pretty good punt. If their punter good. ever gets hurt, I'm sure he could step in. Put <laughs> in 97. He'll he'll boot that bad boy all the yeah. way back in. He's, <laughs> also, um, that was the most Bears way to end that game. With doesn't that matter though. Lyman just kicking that ball. <laughs> it, it, I mean, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, the Bears like looked like. I mean, even like to start the game, and like the fact that Justin Fields was even saying like, "Hey, we should have won the game." Like, in a way, yes, you should have, but you know, should have, would have, could have. But the thing is, like, yeah. you were in that game. Like the Bears, like that was, and this was my first time, like. Oh, I'm sorry. This is my second time betting on the Bears. I bet them last week uh, with uh, Carolina. That bit me in the ass. So I was kind of like really hesitant. But I'm like, wait a minute. It's Justin Fields. That's much more comfortable to back, especially at the seven and a half. Wanted to definitely back it there. And uh, thankfully, it was a safety and not a pick six. Because once I saw yeah, the, you got, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> sphincter there sir because i'm sitting there thinking like all right if he gets the ball back with like a minute or minute and a half left he's going to like turn it over and it's going to go for a touchdown i can see it yeah that's what happens now but it was safety oh, oh, yeah yeah it got oh. you got like you got really like <laughs> that's why we sweat there that's why we sweat uh but uh yeah so but i mean every loss tells a different story now, is there a chance that the Bears can roll back Justin Fields for 2024? I don't think so. I mean, the fact that they still have Carolina's pick at number one, which will, um, or, I'm sorry, which stands at currently at number one, they're going to have those conversations. And Justin Fields, this is another loss to his resume. But you can't tell me that there's some teams out there that wouldn't at least be interested in his services. A million percent. I keep saying that if you put Justin Fields back home in Atlanta, that's a new that's a new team, that's a new regime, that's a new vibe altogether. Because if you put him with those weapons and Arthur Smith who made Ryan Tannehill viable, now you have a 
much better athlete with a much better arm, and now he's back home, like back home, home, like where right. he wanted to be, and then he got sent, you know transferred out. But I mean, hey, I'm all for the transfer portal. It helps, for, especially with quarterbacks. But I digress. Um, <laughs> I'm still very impressed with what the with what the Bears did because Justin Fields is at least showing that it's like, hey, I don't have a lot going on. I never really had the support. You know, this is a defensive, not only coach, but this is kind of like a defensive organization that they've like, God, Kyle, it seems like every time I watch any type of Bears game, they make some type of honor from the 1985 Bears. Right. You people realize that this is almost 40 years ago, right? (laughs) Well, that's kind of where that's kind of where I stand on it is like, I'm not going to sit here and say the Bears will be better without fields or they won't like. I truly don't know. I'm in the middle. Um, I've always loved Justin Fields. I just always knew from the moment that he was drafted in Chicago, I was like, that's just a terrible spot. That's just terrible everything. Everything's terrible. How much can a a QB, who is essentially the leader of your team, how much can he really go out there and do, and how much effort can he really put in when he's not getting the support that he needs? Like – Go back to the Lions, right? There is not a coach in the NFL. It, well, I'm not going to say that, but Dan Campbell's one of a kind. His leadership is one of a kind. And the team buys in to his leadership. And look at what is happening. Yes, they have good players, but they're 8-2 and two because they have a coach who knows how to lead, who believes in his players, who puts them in the best situation to win games. And when they're not winning games, they're fighting their ass off. They are Ch- resilient. Sh- Chicago is the complete Yesterday opposite. Yesterday proved that. Yeah, Chicago's the complete opposite. <clears throat> so, like, it's, you know, I've had jobs where if the work situation and the work environment, if I'm not loving it and there's not a strong sense of leadership, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't give it 100%. Like, be, because the people above you, coaches gm they they all have to care more than you do like for you to buy in to an organization and like to me he just i'm not making excuses for him but he's got talent he has a unique talent right that not a lot of quarterbacks have we're seeing it more but he's got a unique talent and i just think he's been in a really horrible situation and when i hear them Talk about moving on from Justin Fields. I actually think I, I don't. I don't know if it's his play, right? Like that that they would move on from him. In my opinion, I think it's just the situation overall is not good for him, and he would be best served somewhere else that believes in his talent, that believes in what he brings to the table. The best thing a rookie quarterback has is the contract because it is guaranteed work for four years, and that's it. Those four years for Justin Fields are about up. And now if you're Ryan Poles, the GM, you and your cap specialist and your assistant GM or or, whomever you talk to now have to have the conversation of, do we extend him? We've already not picked up his fifth-year option, so do we extend him or do we just let him go? Which yeah. I think 
is ridiculous. Even though the GM didn't draft Justin Fields, you could possibly get some draft capital back because of Justin Fields. Again, call teams like, yeah, Atlanta would be my first call. I wouldn't get off the phone with uh, with uh, Terry Fontenot. Like I'd be like, look, man, like just like you're like the fact that now that you've even openly publicly stated that you're going back to Desmond Ritter as your starting quarterback after the bye, like it's like where where what are you doing with all the playmakers that you have? Like what are you doing? And or um, you know, hey. Uh, uh, I mean, a few others I can think of. Um, I mean, I'll say one right now. You bring him. What's that? You bring him here because him I think I think we're seeing. I, I think we are seeing that maybe Will Levis really ain't it. I know it's only been a few games, but like, uh, there's a lot of a lot of chatter, a lot of I don't know. But I'm just I'm not saying like do it. But we're all about butts and seats right now here in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, yeah, because if the Titans aren't good, we'll just do other shit. Like we'll yeah. just go, <laughs> we'll just go. You know, we'll we'll go to you know if there if there's a Predator game that day, we'll go there. If there are you know local musicians that are out with their right, show, like, we'll go see them. We'll go have brunch at amazing little like crazy spots at Twelve South, where well I won't, but you know just Instagram either. show. Yeah, many <laughs> many will many. Oh yeah, that's what they do. Will that, dude? Yes. that's why. I live in West. Oh, you know where I live. Duh. <laughs> we lived in the same spot. But, dude, all the stuff that's coming up in Sylvan Park and shit, I don't need to go to 12 South no more. I got I got a less crowded, less tourist 12 South right down the street. Shout out Sylvan Park. <laughs> I am definitely a big fan of that as well. I mean, I, yeah, speaking of where that, I, was, I only moved like less than 10 minutes away from okay. where, where I live. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm still in West as well. But, um... Yeah, man. So, um, well, Kyle, I'm going to do a quick little little rapid fire before I get do you it. on out of here. Just a few things just to kind of, you know, the major storylines we already kind of talked about, just kind of like different, different viewpoints. You know, there's still a lot to really just kind of unfold, especially with everything that we talked about. But a few things that uh, we hadn't talked about, but obviously people will discuss and really just get an idea with. First off, go Texans, bro. That's the, I feel like that's the first rapid fire Thing to really just start off, uh, specifically, uh, my man Tank Dell snagged him in a dynasty, uh, dynasty league, and uh, my precious Tank, he is, uh, he is, he is a tank indeed. Oh yeah, dude. Listen, bro. He, remember on week three when I said they're going to win this division? You did, and I still believe that because to me, they play next week. The, the Jags are the Jags, the Jags are pretenders. The Jags are major pretenders, in my opinion. The rest of the vision, whatever. Here's the Texan schedule, bro. Just for our our listeners, you might already know, but our listeners our listeners need to hear the schedule. <laughs> Jacks Texans. Texans win this game, uh, then it's it's a lock for me. Jags, Broncos, <laughs> Jets, Titans, Browns. That'll be a tough one. Titans again. Then the Colts. I I, I don't I don't see a world where they don't win this division. I really don't. Do you? Well, the thing is, they play a lot of really good defenses and defensive coaches. That's fine. So they played, I mean, obviously they'll play Vrabel. Um, 
the Browns. Uh, who else did you say? Uh, uh, the, oh, I mean, the Jets are kind of in shambles, but I mean, Robert Jets are in shambles. Broncos. I liked that game on the schedule uh, yeah, a few weeks ago. Stepped up. <laughs> now that, but uh, the biggest thing for the Titans that worries me is somehow Derrick Henry just gashes them every time they play. Um. So well, report I don't us all. Well, I'll say one quick thing on the Titans, just because we live in Nashville. I, I have absolutely nothing on my rapid fire about Titans, but no. Six one five or any of you crazy people on platforms or whatever, the fact that Vrabel is even a question or a job security is even an open fucking question to him. You should have your credentials just <laughs> not only just taken from you, you should be beheaded in front Jesus of your colleagues. Christ. You should be beheaded no. and and hung in front of the stadium this, for the world this, this to see. This is going to get taken down. <laughs> Kyle, these people are openly asking this man, like, do you feel comfortable about your job security? Like, f- I would. If, if Fra- no, dude, reporters are fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> it is so frustrating to dude, continue yeah. to stick up for this man because at some point, everyone, you would think, would see. Now, some of the decisions he has to make are hard. His yeah, we've talked about it. Well, his staff decisions that he needs to make, those are going to be hard. But he will make them. Miss Amy backs Vrabel. Yeah. If there's one thing I would have to say, if just with any type of compromise with those crazy individuals that we either live near or around or probably next to, who knows? <laughs> The coaching staff, yes, get rid of those changes. Yeah. And let uh, Rand Carthen, our new GM, let him pick the players and let him do the let him do the deal. Like yeah. let him get the groceries, you make the meal, but he's gonna get some pretty good groceries. He's not gonna trade a, trade away your prime filet mignon. Yeah, no. Like, he won't do that. Like <laughs> no. just... I, I will say that like those times you know, where me and you were talking, especially on that Instagram live after that loss that night. Like, I never questioned Rabel's job. I kind of was just always like, why isn't it? Why won't he? Why is he tiptoeing around this QB situation in interviews and stuff? And now, dude, I see it. It's because he knows he knows Will Levis sucks. That's exactly why he's acted like that. And so it's like. I don't know, but they're, they're reporting listed Jesus. in the top 10. Could they be in play for like a Bo Nix? I don't know what Possibly. they're going to do. I don't know, but I know that they need butts in those seats. Well, with that, well, yeah, because the new stadium now has the same partner. So the new yep. stadium will be named Nissan as well. Yep. All Whatever. right. Yeah. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, Okay, I kind of feel Whatever. like we could have gone different, but okay. People like Nissan. People don't like change, Dylan. I <laughs> Our listeners, myself, you, we may not like it, but we understand that it happens and you need to get the fuck behind it. Growth comes like it with not. change. Yes, uh, speaking of change, this uh, are the Dolphins a defensive team now? 
Like ever since I don't Jalen know what Ramsey, the Dolphins are Dylan. I, and what, well, ever since Jalen Ramsey has come back, their defense has hey, been putting them in fire. better situations uh, than apparently like their offense now that kind of stuttered. I guarantee you, a lot of people like Vegas uh, can build themselves a new casino based on the amount of money that uh, the Dolphins cost them yesterday, or the Dolphins cost betters that now yeah. is with the sports book. So that's. But, hey, the Dolphins' defense was able to just keep him within this game. Uh, speaking of defense with uh, keeping within games, uh, <laughs> again, I had watched this game, unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns. Kyle, it honestly felt like if the Browns had got to 10 points, I'll say that again, 10 points, mm-hmm. that would have been it. And for a while, that was the case. I was sitting there just because, I mean, because, again, I my, I love Mike Tomlin as an underdog, and, of course, I'm going with that. But as I'm watching this offense, I'm like, Kenny Pickett is just so bad. Like I know. And, and I feel so terrible because I picked this team to win this division because I was so bought into the finish of how they were last year, the pretty much the leadership and the captains and um, the just, like, the men that they had on defense. I was just – and, obviously, Tomlin as well. I was so – because obviously everyone was picking the Bengals to win that division. How actually speaking of that, how does that look right now, Stephen? Dude, doesn't look good at all. This hey, but is... I, I I wanted to pick the the Steelers just to go against the grain, but no, Brown. Yikes. It's yeah that that. I mean the Ravens. The Ravens look good. Browns look good. You want to see? Listen to this post that I saw on Twitter. You ready for this? I'm saying this knowing that if Kenny it's part Pickett of is Elon's ass, app, okay? absolutely. If if it's on Elon's uh, app, no, I hear. I'm saying this knowing Kenny Pickett is, is ass. Is Kenny Pickett ruining Matt Canada's career? <laughs> when I saw that, bro, I screenshotted it and I was like, I can't wait to bring this up to Dylan. <laughs> is Kenny Pickett causing Matt Canada? Speaking as an LSU fan who saw Matt Cannon as an offensive coordinator, that I'll immediately answer that question with hell no. Dude. But it doesn't help. That's the most absurd thing I've seen, bro. It doesn't no, it doesn't help. But the dude the dude is a joke, bro. The dude's a joke. Canada. They're both jokes, but Canada's the bigger joke. Hey, all they need to do, Kyle, the rest of the way, just win three more games. Because if they win three more games, then Pittsburgh Steelers fans can continue to say Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, and nothing will change. Yeah, just three more games, well, they're fine. I think even though they did. have been outgained in every game, everything, every game, it's dude. You put Mason Rudolph on the fucking field, dude. <laughs> don't don't do that. Yes, do that. You'd rather Speaking have Kenny that, Pickett instead. A, Speaking of that, there was a little viral clip of like uh, where Miles Garrett like picked up a helmet and like you immediately saw the Pittsburgh Steelers that was pretty like, funny. immediately take him away. Like they're like, no, 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 <laughs> that was no, pretty no, no, funny. No, 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 that was pretty no, funny. No, 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 no. Like, but in all like, seriousness, uh, you really don't, you dude. There's no way you take Kenny Pickett off the field, bro. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Well, uh, speaking of uh, taking off and putting on the field, it seems as though the Browns have gone into the bullpen and have signed Mr. Joe Flacco to their yeah. practice squad, which they will eventually probably bring up. But, uh, hey, props to Dorian uh, Thompson-Robinson. Uh, I definitely enjoy watching him at Good UCLA. Got, yeah, he got the win. I saw that he was crying. He was happy. It's, I mean, 
it's, but I bet, I mean, that that's just, hey, like injuries are a part of the game. And uh, speaking of injuries, we just go back to uh, so that bad. Thursday night football game. Ladies and gentlemen, that was brutal. That was a brutal way to start the, uh, the week. I mean, you have not only Joe Burrow that's now confirmed to be done for the season, but, uh, I mean, we all kind of knew, like, at the, I think towards the – before we all went to sleep that Mark Andrews was done for the season. Yeah. And as uh, more information comes out, it turns out um, it's a fibula and it's also a uh, lingering uh, ankle linger, uh, ligament. So this could be potentially like a like a long term like style of injury, like it's which is awful news considering he's one of the better premier tight ends in the league right now, especially with on one of the better teams and has been for quite some time and uh hell even i was um, as a part-time oklahoma fan the fact that he was doing he's been doing what he's been doing in the league uh and he was doing that at oklahoma with i mean at ease like he mark andrews has been a dominant tight end for a very long time and then the fact that it goes down like that it, i mean injuries happen it's it's so unfortunate and it just it's well kyle it just kind of just plays into uh a little bit of just the growing sense of there's not enough like actual football or practicing of football to prepare for football, which I understand yeah. player safety. I understand every bit of that. I understand the train, like, you know, practice schedules and like how, how many padded practices you can have, but you know, in the game, it just like all that just gets thrown out. Like it's like one yeah, team's trying rough. to win. It it's, is. It's a, uh... I love fo- football season to me is the best time of year, man. But I feel like I, it's an overwhelming feeling this season of just so many stars getting hurt. It sucks. It sucks. But it is what it is. And you keep, you know, on to the next week. Uh, like we said in the in the opening of the show, bro, like this is this is the heart of football season. And it's about to get real good. Speaking of really good, Niners look really good again. Okay, cool. <laughs> Nothing else to say? Nah. Brock Purdy <laughs> finished with what some are calling a perfect passer rating that Fine. day. I started him in DFS, by the way. I can be so you should. So, so you should know that. I do know that. I can I can be objective. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I see. No, it they look well, good. Well, unfortunately for the the listeners, we don't get good. to <laughs> we don't get to just not talk about The listeners brand. aren't 49ers fans, Dylan. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I know. <laughs> with, I would our, be. With, with our uh, with our minor 49er uh, Chris Little leading the uh the crusade. He's I'm ready for this game tonight, bro. <laughs> This game tonight is going to be electric. I really like the Eagles. I'll say that. Really okay. like the Eagles. Okay. Uh, well, last couple things. Um, Kyle, is there a situation where Arizona and Kyler could actually work? Like down the stretch, it could be pretty not only watchable, but it could be entertaining. And even a good bit of a conversation of in 2024 of, do we still roll with Kyler? I think they are. That game yesterday was pretty good. I, I bet on Arizona because I, I and I bet on Arizona last week. So this is now two weeks in a row that I've cashed in with Arizona. Like this is 
I'm liking what I'm seeing from Kyler. And yeah. you know, I, I've talked about this on the previous pods before. You know, men just mature at a much slower rate than women do. And, you know, we've all remember how we were, especially us, man. We remember how we were in our early to mid 20s. I'm about to play Madden like, after this. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. that that's forever. <laughs> They're hating on the man for playing video games. <laughs> I will smoke my great grandchildren in Madden and tell them. <laughs> that they shouldn't even be here. So I, I, that, that Madden is forever. <laughs> Love that. So, but I mean, with Kyler Murray and then with Arizona, like, I think that the, like, there's, there's something there. They like, there's, and cause again, this team could have, and I, I'm one of these people as well. And I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people that thought that Arizona was literally like Caleb Williams and like no other, but no, they're going to, they have a pretty easy, uh, schedule down the stretch especially for the quarterback i looked at that for uh for a different step for fantasy obviously yeah and um yeah like kyler murray can actually make things interesting down the stretch to where he can have those conversations of where you have um jonathan gannon actually like kind of maybe even backing the guy like hey it's like hey like we want this guy but um yeah i think he's there next year now we're gonna to flip to the 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 divi- uh, the other side of the division, the team that I picked to win that division. Seattle's fucked. <laughs> what a way! What a way to bring it up. <laughs> they are now. I've been burned by Geno twice, and it felt good to bet on Washington to get back at him. Felt good to do that. There, Seattle has step, taken the step back. Mm-hmm. And now that also Kenneth Walker is now hurt, Zach Charbonnet looked pretty good when he stepped in. But he for did. the most part, it just – like their offense, I feel like – I feel like they've just kind of like reached their ceiling. And it was last year. You know, Geno Smith is still somewhat viable. They're still winning games – you know, closely, but I think that they're they're just frauds. Like they've been frauds, yep. not, like they've been showing signs of fraudulism. If that's a word, I feel like that's a word. Is it's that a, a word? word? I think it's, it's a word. word. It's a word here. You're Today saying all this perfectly. <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Did we give up with the Germans, Bob or Harvard? <laughs> Don't stop him. He's on a roll. <laughs> that's how I felt there. Um, but yeah, they they've been kind of like showing that for the last like month or so like about three or four weeks we'll say so that's and now injuries starting to kind of like pile up they're going to start even like facing a tougher schedule again the Niners look really good yeah Seattle's fucked yeah on to the next well <laughs> on to the next actually, on to the next one that's all the little rapid fire I got my man hey that's it that's what, what we got uh, today this yeah, this was a weird this was a weird NFL week. I'm so man, I wasn't really too yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't too big into this NFL week either. No, well, thankfully the Saints couldn't break my heart this week. I know. <laughs> hey, can I tell you something though? What's that? It it disgusts me to see a five and five team on the board when they're showing the playoff race right now. It disgusts the shit out of me. Yeah, I, I, well, know, I, I, know you're a, I know you're a Saints fan, and I, 
I I respect it, but it's when I look at that, bro. It's and then I look at the wild cards, and it's like seven and three. Oh, like this shit is ridiculous, <laughs> man. Something's got to change. You want to hear something funny about that division, Kyle? The <clears throat> rest of the division, other than the Saints, currently are all drafting in the top ten. It's crazy, dude. I mean, well, it's not crazy. I, I think a lot. I think we saw a lot of this coming. It's not because well, last year Tom Brady and the Bucks won the division at eight and nine. Yeah, so it's not crazy. It's like, just the just to me. I I'm I'm just some years we see it more than others. I, I just don't I don't like that a team with a winning record is going to get is going to get bounced out because because of that shit. I don't like that. But there's nothing. It's been how it is. There's nothing we can do about it. Dylan likes it. I actually well, think the Saints though end up with a no, positive no, record. No, I don't like it. What? What? No, because I at this point, Kyle, you like I it if it's your team. No, I don't. Because <laughs> no? okay, if, well that makes me no. Because here's the thing: in the NFL, great creates clarity, and right now there's a lot of great amongst the NFL, specifically on the AFC side. Not NFC's just from a quarterback, thin. or not just from a quarterback standpoint, but also from a coaching standpoint. The Saints have neither of those things, and they're on the other side. They're on the easier side, and they're sitting at five and five in a terrible division. Where, as I just said, the rest of the division is currently drafting in the top ten. Yeah, say what you want about Carolina. Their pick, even though it belongs Chicago, is number one. They're, that I look at that as they. If they didn't trade away their pick, they'd be drafting number one overall. And it's it that doesn't do anything. All that's gonna do is simply just like just get you to the point to where you're just satisfied for this season. That's just short term level thinking. That's not thinking of a bigger picture. That's not thinking of the yeah. betterment of the franchise. Now what's upsetting is that Mickey Loomis is a very good GM. He just realizes that the division is shit and he realizes that he can only do this for so many years. Well, right now, the very first year of the experiment with Derek Carr has been less than subpar. I mean, the Saints were anticipated or picked to win like 10 to 12 wins. I mean, I picked them to win the division, of course, but I figured they would at least, you know, flirt with 10 or 11 wins. And I thought they'd be better seems- than this. Yeah, exactly. Like they're 500. And thankfully, like the, the reason that they're in the division is because they're, or I'm sorry, the lead in their division is because the rest of the division is shit. And it's, but that doesn't solve anything. That's basically just, okay, if you win a, like if you win, if they win their division, who's, even though they're, they're going to be hosting a playoff game, who's to say they're not the betting underdog in that game? Who's to say that the first, um, who's to say their first matchup wouldn't be against Dallas? Right. It'd be exactly Dallas against the Saints, and it would probably be Dallas favored by, Seven and a half, eight and a half, maybe even some would flirt with like ten if there's like a key injury in the Saints. Like just yeah, like like it wouldn't even like it'd be a one and done, and the one and done deal wouldn't even feel like a like a chance that you had anyway. So like what like what the fuck are we doing? But then yeah. again, that just go like I mean, I dude, great comms that last that last few minutes, great comms. I respect. I respect the shit out of that, Dylan. Uh, you, you, very. That was a very unbiased take. I don't I, like me, not just mediocre. I don't like to as a just as a fan. I don't like to feel like I'm in purgatory, like right. 
like we're good enough to where we're not competitive, but we don't suck enough to where we can't get better. Like we're literally just stuck in the middle with no vision of currently getting better. Right. It, it makes you kind of, I don't know. It makes you kind of stay in the middle. Yeah. Like you were saying. And then eventually the teams that are not in the middle that are currently in the top 10 are currently getting like draft picks or currently getting a rookie contracts to where you can build a roster around them. They're lapping you. You want to stay complacent, stay complacent. The other teams aren't. The other teams are looking at you, wondering how to take you down and getting yeah. better while you're literally just sitting there and just wondering like, is Derek Carr it? Like just, and that's not in the position you need to be. Yeah. I think the Saints need to be in the quarterback draft business. They won't state that publicly. I've been like saying it. this for I've been saying this ever since they, the Drew Brees issue got out. Just be like, well, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't you're not competing. They haven't been competitive since Drew Brees left, and even the last final years of Drew Brees' career, they've just been like barely hanging on with just a good roster. Well, now that roster is aging, getting expensive. The quarterback play is very subpar. They need to do away with the Sean pa- Sean Payton nucleus. Like everything that, like the coaching. Now, not Mickey Loomis. Mickey Loomis is a really good GM and picks really good players at very good value, and that he's proven right. that time and time again. But no, like just like Kyle, like if at this point I would not want them to win the division because at that point they at least have a vision of sucking to get better. Now, there's no tanking in the NFL, nothing like there is in baseball or definitely nothing like there is in the NBA. But there is some moves that you can make to put yourself in a position to where you can definitely lose games and you can definitely put yourself in a position to get a better pl- – like think about this, Kyle. Think about Arizona. If Kyler Murray starts playing well, because yesterday he did technically cover, but even though they continue to lose games, Kyler Murray's still playing well and they right. still have a – top five pick who's to say they can't trade down with someone who's desperate for a quarterback give them uh one or maybe two first round picks including one in this uh, upcoming draft and they just continue to build around kyler same thing with justin fields like if he continues to play well if he continues to at least have those conversations or get a different coach in or whatever like there's like, like Derek carr is not bringing in those conversations no and the fact that pete carmichael the offensive coordinator who dennis allen defensive coach lets him just kind of control everything along with Derek Carr like bro shit ain't working defense is pretty good but let's face it you're facing a division of terrible quarterback play and you're playing the AFC South like the best quarterback you played so far has been Trevor Lawrence and he and and bear he wasn't it didn't start off well that Thursday night game because I was in London when I had to watch that game um and eventually he came back and ran all over you and like the Saints had no excuse to not win the division this year. And they are even yeah. though they're still currently in the division race and still currently leading division, if you're a Saints fan, you can't feel good about this team. Even no. with the position they're in. I just hate yeah. I just hate seeing uh there's gonna be a good team. There's gonna be a good football team that, that misses out on an opportunity because because of the way this is set up. And again, it's probably never going to change, but it's unfortunate. And when I saw the graphic go up last night, I was like, dude, I'm disgusted. I don't know. You can be disgusted all you want. I'll uh, tell you what last, people aren't disgusted. Yeah, what, what? what are they not? I was going to say the last thing for me is 
can we just for two seconds talk about Deron Bland? Because hmm. do you understand, Dylan, from a Cowboys perspective, a Cowboys fan perspective, how devastated I was when we lost Trayvon Diggs? And that first week after we lost him, it was rough. But he has completely stepped up. And I mean, he just set, he just set the, or tied the record for pick sixes in the NFL season. And there's how many games left? Six? Six to eight, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I would bet my money that he sets the record. Uh, I don't know. That was, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I had to talk about it. That was super cool to watch. He's been on Mm -hmm. absolute fire. Um, Whatever we played the Panthers though, <laughs> so. I was gonna say congratulations. You played the Panthers with Bryce Young, who also threw two pick sixes to Kenny Moore. That's fine. They played but, the Colts, but there's a reason. Hold on, my counter to that is that there is a reason that four pick sixes in an NFL season ever is a very low number, and that is hard to do. I don't give a shit who. I don't give a shit who the quarterback was. For the other team. That's hard to so, do. It is hard to do. This also goes back to uh, to coaching, and this is why Dan Quinn deserves to be Dude. very compensated, and this is why Jerry Jones continues to pay him just as much as Jerry Jones needs to pay him the world. <laughs> I'm sure Jerry Jones, or I'm sure Dan Quinn probably makes more than Brandon Staley and, like, Zach Taylor. He's fucking and- better. <laughs> He's at least a five million, if not a maybe like a six or seven million type guy. Like especially Dude, a lot of these coach, I'm just saying a lot of these coaching jobs that he's been linked to. You've had a lot of owners that have been kind of like not, like opposed to like paying a coach big money, right? Whereas yeah, we'll give you X amount, and Jerry will just be like, well, okay, here's this just to stay here. Like, yeah, okay. he knows he knows he can't lose he can't lose it. every year. There's talk. Every single year, there's talk of, like, is Dan going to go be a head coach? There's a reason that he's stuck around this entire time, even though at the end of every season, it's a topic of conversation. Well, it's a topic of conversation because he's a good coach, and that's, again, that's what it all comes down to. Kyle, before we get out of here, we got to talk about our friends, our beloved, dear sponsors, our beautiful merchandise that we love wearing and that we love telling people about. At Acres down south. No, ladies and gentlemen, I did not forget about our friends there. I actually wore a good bit of their product while I was over across the pond and got a, a nice little compliment. It. Yeah, on my 615 shirt. Because that's uh, that go. was the topic of conversation as to knew that we were from Nashville. So, ladies and gentlemen, Acres down south is the brand name. Visit the website, the Instagram, Facebook. Elite merchandise, game day polos, performance polos, so the infinity stretch moves with you. You stay cool and dry during any activity, whether you're walking the streets of Edinburgh and enjoying a nice scotch and looking among <laughs> your face. Well, like I'm you're, picturing... you're imagining it. <laughs> no, I'm seeing it, Kyle. Yeah. Like I'm... You look like you're seeing it. I see it. As clear as day. I can see that you see it (laughs) in the corner of your living room. (laughs) It's there. (laughs) And it is glorious. 
So I stayed cool and dry during that whole time, even during that weather. You know, even when you're uh, when you're up playing in front of uh, hundreds of thousands of people, <laughs> you you stay very comfortable. Not to mention their sweet hats, delicious seasonings and sauces, and of course, my favorite, my absolute favorite feature of this entire company, they're involved in NIL, which as you and as a lot of people see, could be either a very polarizing program. But for Acres down south, all they care about is paying the college athlete. Nothing more. When you visit their website or when you go visit them on the socials and you see that link to every bit of these beautiful products, when you are at checkout, make sure you enter the promo code 3DP. 3D as in dog, P as in pirate, for 15% off your entire order. Again, 3DP, 15% off your entire order, acres down south. And again, my friend Kyle Winsky, Kyle Winsky Music on the Instagram, on the Spotify, help his brand grow. You see how amazing his voice is talking about mostly sweet good kid, things. Sweet and kid. The... <laughs> I'm not going to call you a sweet kid. <laughs> that does not fit on how I would describe you. That is not how I describe really even my nephew or I'm sorry, my niece or even sweet a few kid, other. Dylan. No one would really call me a sweet kid. I think you're a sweet kid. Well, I, I mean, it's that again, that really depends on who you ask. <laughs> well, Kyle, I appreciate you uh, taking your time out of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, again, yes, thank you for making us a part of your day. I know we went on a little bit longer. We had a lot to say. It was a lot happened. We missed you all. We just yeah. wanted to let you know what's happening, what we thought about, how we feeling. So enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your Thanksgiving break. Spending time with the family, as Kyle was saying, uh, please be safe uh, on your plane rides uh, to and from, even the Uber rides to and from. Please be safe and uh, make conversations with them. Be nice to everyone. Be thankful. Be grateful. Be blessed. Kyle, salut. Salut. It's been a pleasure. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We're out there. Spread the love. New listeners. Who that?